And maybe, just maybe, that also means I will go on a real date. (gasps) I know, pause for dramatic effect. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the On The Rocks podcast with me, your host, Vanessa Rock. I am here doing a solo episode this week, and I'm really excited to be catching up with you all because it has been some time since I've done a solo, and it is fun to get caught up on my dating life and everything that's going on and some of my thoughts on dating, which is what I will spend a majority of my time in this episode talking about because, let's be honest, the dating life is not popping off, but... There are some updates as to what could be coming in the future. That's exciting. So, yeah, I hope you guys have been liking the episodes lately. They have been very guest-focused and kind of, uh, you know, starting me starting me into this new realm of dating and getting more familiar and better advice because I'm not the person to give like all advice. Like I could probably give some advice depending on the situation and I have some thoughts about things in general, but I don't have any general rules. Like nothing like I'm sitting over here preaching necessarily quite yet until I get to be more in the know with what is good and what is bad with dating because I am not a pro myself, right? Like the entire concept of this podcast is that I am figuring it out as I'm talking about it. That's what it's been since the beginning, but since it's become dating-focused, that is definitely more of what I talk about because I have my thoughts and I have my opinions, but I am dating too, and I am clearly single, and things have clearly not worked out for me, so I'm not over here saying I'm an expert, so I'm trying to get some experts on to give you advice and people who talk about this, you know, for a living, and this is what they love to talk about and what they love to do, so... Yeah, I hope you've been enjoying. I've really been enjoying this pivot and I find like my conversations are so much more interesting and I feel so much more engaged and I know that makes for great podcast content. So that's what we love to see. And what else has been going on in my life? I uh, just got back from like a two-week kind of hiatus up, up at my parents where I just disconnected for like two weeks and I started a new internship. So I've been super busy and kind of preparing for graduation because I graduate in May. Like I just got my graduation regalia in the mail the other day. And so that's happening. Happening. I have to take grad picks. Like that's a lot. And so... Yeah, it's just kind of an exciting time because things are looking up. The COVID cases in the U.S. are steadily decreasing, I believe. I mean, there might be new data I'm not familiar with, but in California, it is uh, looking brighter, which is great for my anxiety. My anxiety is really happy with these statistics because, as you all know, like my last year has been rough in the sense where, I mean, it's been rough for everyone, but I've really started to realize that I have uh, some form of anxiety and I have difficulty like going out into the world and like doing things that people were doing in COVID. And I had some tensions in relationships, lost a friend because I am uh, strict with my COVID regulations and things. And so as of 
like uh, last week I am fully vaccinated and that is very exciting. I was able to get the vaccine. I have a previous history of asthma, so I was able to get the vaccine back in March and I got the one-shot J&J vaccine um and I am vaccinated. There is a less uh percentage that I will have it, carry it, give it to anyone else and or seriously have any like negative effects from it. So that is the goal. I literally said, shoot me up with whatever you want to, doc. Like I don't have a preference. And it was nice to only have to wait two weeks uh, for the full vaccination to kick in. So I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity I had to get vaccinated. And I am really looking forward to being able to do things more normally now. Not that I'm going to go out and rage because that's absolutely not what I'm going to do. But I sat outside at a restaurant uh, with my parents and uh, then again with my roommate when I got back to San Diego and that was really nice. So I am looking forward to doing that. And maybe, just maybe, that also means I will go on a real date. (gasps) I know, pause for dramatic effect because I have not been on a date in over a year well, that's a lie. One of the Love at First Zooms did kind of go a little bit farther into the real world and we kind of went on an actual date uh, in the beginning of COVID. So it's been uh, like about a year, like if we're going to be honest. So yes, that is great for me. I'm feeling nervous about that, which is a lot of what I wanted to talk about today because I have like some concerns when it comes to dating like again and I feel a little bit more hesitant than I thought I would and that came with the entire experience getting vaccinated I really thought I would wake up one day and like feel like I could tell I was vaccinated but like it's just like another shot like as if you were to get the flu shot you don't wake up one day and go I'm a superhero like nothing can touch me like it's still a scary world and I don't feel comfortable necessarily going out uh, and doing a lot so it's still like you know slowly implementing myself back into society (laughs) which will take some time but it's something I'm willing to do obviously Um, and you know with that that might include dating and I have some thoughts. So let's think about this. How do I feel? How does Vanessa feel about going back to in-person dating? Hmm. A bit hesitant, like I said, because I am so much different than I was when I previously dated in person. And I don't know if anyone else feels this, but I'm not sure how to present myself in the world as uh, a real person anymore because I, for the last year, haven't really had to do that. And within that time, there has been so many changes that have happened and so much work that I've done on myself and so many different things that I now prioritize when I have to kind of like show up as myself and like navigate my boundaries more, whereas previously I didn't have many and be more upfront about, you know, my expectations of what I want and what I, you know, will accept. And right, like I talk about dating now, my podcast, and I've done a lot of research and I've thought a lot about all of these things. And so it's like being cripplingly self-aware when it comes to dating and doing that in public. It's like, oh, I don't know. And I feel like it might be interesting. And there's nothing, you know, better than like giving a test run and seeing what happens. Like that's like what I'm going to do. I'm not going to not date. Because previously, uh, when I was dating uh, before I was 21, when I turned 21, I like had a few months of dating before the pandemic. Uh, Dating was very different. Like you didn't go to bars and you kind of went on a lot of dates to like movies and like you got dinner and things. And I was going on dates like 
two to three times a week, like all of the time. And I had no sense of like nerves about it. I don't really remember having that many nerves. I kind of had this sense of confidence that I don't necessarily have anymore, probably because I felt as though I had like less to lose because I was going on so many dates. It didn't really matter if they worked out or not. And then I got into a long-term relationship and then that was very traumatic. And so like now dating is like a different scene after the post breakup and then you add on COVID that's a very different scene so I just kind of chose to not and like intentionally removed myself because I was going through things that you know were really hard for me to explain to people like how do I explain all of this pandemic anxiety I'm having like how do I navigate trying to maybe pursue something when I feel very insecure as to who I am and like now I'm vaccinated and at this point in a weird way like it's kind of self-assuring that I feel very secure uh I don't know how to portray that I guess and yeah it will be really interesting and I know a lot of people can probably relate to that sense of like wow okay like this is a different me going out into the world and dating and it's going to probably take me more effort than it previously did because I have more standards now. I have better boundaries and I have more expectations as to like what happens on dates and how I'm treated. And that wasn't typical to how I previously would date. And that will probably mean that it will take me more and more dates to find someone who I actually would want to see again, even for a second date. And I'm not sure how much dating I'll be doing, but I'd imagine it'd be like, um... A moderate amount maybe less than average uh or not at all like i don't think just because i'm vaccinated i'm gonna start going out on dates but it's a possibility if that makes sense and yes it just brings up kind of a lot for me and i don't necessarily like know how to convey that but i don't think it's necessarily it's necessary to convey i just think i have to get out and try it and see what happens and then report back to the podcast because you all are going to be keeping up with my dating because clearly that's what we do here. I won't be giving like, you know, insane details or anything, but I'll let you know like how it's going or if something went really bad, I will definitely spill. Anyways, I also have this weird confliction that I've been wanting to talk about. Is confliction a word? I've been conflicted. There we go. About this subject that I posted about on the Instagram about maybe like a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks now, on this concept of telling your friends that their boyfriends are not good for them or that they suck or you just like, don't like them, right? I posted this video from We Met at Acme that is basically an explanation of like the different reasons why you shouldn't tell your friend that they're, you don't like their boyfriend or their girlfriend, like replace whatever gender that you um, are attracted to within that pronoun. And I have a lot of thoughts about this because this is something I've experienced a lot in life as someone who has had friends who have had boyfriends who've been the worst and how to navigate you know how much you give advice to them or if you tell them that you actually don't like them or if things actually get a little bit more serious and it's really unhealthy toxic abusive manipulative and you feel inclined to tell someone and this video was specifically just about maybe not liking like the personality of someone who your friend is dating and I want to play it for you because I think there's some really great points and I think that we've all been there and we've all probably told a friend that we don't like their boyfriend it has backfired and or we've learned to no longer 
do that. We've been kind of trained out of telling our friends we don't like their boyfriends because we know of the repercussions of your friend potentially Xing you from their life. And so I want to play the video for you all. Let me pull it up really quick because I found it fascinating and I think it's important to talk about this because this is something as a friend and as people in relationships we've experienced quite often. I would imagine unless you are luckily in a very healthy relationship you're probably going to be told at least once or twice twice that your boyfriend sucks and it's going to be difficult for you to maintain that friendship so let's hear this from we met at acme four reasons you should never tell your friend that you don't like their significant other number one they are not going to be able to actually hear what you're saying because they're so in it that they're going to probably think that you're jealous or that you don't wish them well Number two, they're not going to feel comfortable telling you things from now on because you've clearly stated where you stand. So if something bad happens, they definitely won't come to you. Number three, you don't really know their partner, especially not in the way that they know their partner. So who are you to make a judgment like this when you don't really know what goes on when you're not around? And number four, and the most important reason, which is that they could end up marrying this person and then you're going to get the ex and be cut out of the wedding, their life. And if you really care about the friendship, you don't want that. Four reasons. Okay, here we go. The tea is hot. Let's start with the concept I'm not that much in agreement with, okay? And that is that you don't really know their partner as much as they do. Well, sure, that is great in concept. It is an objective point of view where when your friend comes to you about their relationship, if it's consistent and if it's very negative, it's likely that they're not very happy in the relationship and that that person isn't treating them well. And you may actually know that person very well. There's a lot of value in objective perspective. And I have experienced this in my own relationships and in my friends' relationships where people can see what you can't. And that's because when we come into relationships for some content reason we literally lose our minds and I don't know why this is and this is my biggest gripe with all of this and that's why I've been having a difficult time thinking about this concept of not telling your friend you don't like their boyfriend because it is very difficult for me to understand why I've done this previously and why people get so encompassed there we go in their relationship that they physically cannot have any objective perspective and they let a lot of things go that they typically would not approve of in their friends relationships and then when our friends come to us we feel so offended and we feel so upset even if we were to ask them for the advice and at what point does this all become a sacrifice of integrity of friendship when you sit back and you watch your friend go through something that is incredibly toxic um and her disclaimer was that if it's this is not applied to toxic or abusive relationships right but you can still lose friends and you could still have all of those things happen when you tell someone that they're in a toxic relationship right all of that can still happen to you and i think Over time, like we've all been kind of trained to not tell people when they're not in something that is working for them, whether that is on any of the spectrum, just 
kind of you can tell it's not the one and they're very invested or if it's really not great and they're very invested in like in either sense it can be very difficult to navigate for them I'm sure as they're in it but as the friend sitting back and just kind of watching something that you personally would never let yourself go through and you would hope that they wouldn't as well right and I'm not sure if anyone's sitting out there like listening to this hearing like oh I've never ever thought about telling my friend that their boyfriend sucked even if they were literally the worst um But it's always been instinctual to me and I've always kind of been the person to speak up when I think something is not great because I feel like if I could save anyone time, it would be beneficial. But I've been burned in that sense quite a lot and I've learned a lot from my mistakes in the sense where I was not informed with what was going on even though I was the first and only confidant for a really long time. And so then a friend just stopped telling anyone. Because her friends started speaking up and against it. And so she just completely stopped telling anyone. And it became very much even more encompassing for her. And it was very hard for her to explain to people. Because she didn't want them to disapprove. And the goal is you don't want to have people disapprove. But if people are disapproving. Why do we fight against it so hard? Why do we think that we know that this is good for us? Like why do we think that we have this concept of yeah, this is the one, this is it for me. Even if people around you are warning you and are trying to help you and see what's going on in a relationship where you physically can't be objective, uh, we get so defensive, we get so upset and we cut people off and out of our lives due to this. And I've been the friend who's been cut out and I have had to sit back and my heart hurts because I see something that is incredibly unhealthy, right? And this is very complex. And I think that's what's really important to note. Because when I asked you all on Instagram what you thought of this, your responses were so complex and they were so unique to every single one of you. And I want to read a couple because I initially asked, you know, a poll question. Would you tell your friend that their boyfriend isn't great or, you know, really that they need to get out? And I It was like 50-40, like 50% said no, 40% said yes, and that was pretty close. Like I expected more people to say no than actually said yes. And I think everyone has had a different experience and like they've been burned from it or they haven't and they've had good experiences with it. So everyone is very different, right? But the people who responded to the next slide where I asked for opinions had some really great points that all prove that this is situational and by case by case. So this is not blanket advice where I think you should tell someone that their boyfriend is not the one or that you should. I think it is very much how close you are. It's very much how much you think you can actually have an impact and how much energy you want to give and etc. Like it's so case by case. All right, here is some of the really great thoughts you all gave. I think making it less about I don't like them and more about I don't think they're good for you is how to do it. Sometimes you should if it's legitimately toxic, not but not just if you don't like their personality. Another one, tell them while it's fresh and new, <laughs> easier to cut ties with someone when you're not engaged to them. Uh, another person said, I think it's only ever if they're in an abusive situation, I would tell them toxic, abusive, manipulative, narcissistic, then I'd bring awareness to the situation. 
someone said, I feel like it would just inevitably make the friendship tense and it's something that they need to have to figure out themselves. And uh, someone said some advice that they have been given is that they would just hint at it rather than being direct. And that they've experienced uh, always telling people and they've had relationships be ruined. My favorite feedback that we've gotten from all of this was from Mel West, who's a previous guest. We love her. And she's had experience. Like the girl is experienced and she gave this advice. I always go with asking questions. Helps me understand the relationship and potentially helps them see the things I'm concerned about in a non-threatening way. And that is the gold standard advice. So that is the feedback you all gave and I think that is exactly the point right there is some situations there are some situations where it's no question you need to tell someone that they're in a dangerous situation but then there's that middle ground right where you feel it will make the friendship tense but you feel like you might be sacrificing a little bit of your moral your moral value that you have because you want to help protect that person and then you think okay well they just need to figure it out themselves but what if I have to sit back and watch it go very very far and what if they you know get married and I have to sit in that audience and be sad for that person that's a very specific example I don't know where I pulled that out of but like what if that's the situation and you're like what if I should have what if I could have told them and saved them all this time Ah, right but then it's like well is that even going to really work and I think that's like where the middle ground kind of is there's so much complexity there and that's where it is case by case there is some like no question about it you should do that and there are some where like if the boyfriend's just an asshole like they're probably going to get it sooner than later and if they never do then you probably didn't just get along with that person right but the middle ground is where we're focusing and the middle ground is where I find myself to be in a dilemma because I find friendship to be very tricky and I've talked about that quite a lot on my podcast and I wonder you know how I would feel in a situation and this has actually happened to me where in my last relationship people around me knew that it wasn't going to work out they knew that he was not good for me They knew I deserved better. They knew at some points I became too into it, too like closed off. I didn't talk to anyone else because of it, right? And they might have brought these things up to me. I honestly can't remember. But afterwards, they specifically brought these things up to me as if they had never told me that this was the case during the situation, which was incredibly difficult for me to wrap my head around. Post-breakup, I was then being told that my boyfriend sucked this whole time and I just wasn't paying attention. And what if things had gone farther? And what if I would have wasted more and more time when I didn't have a friend objectively sit me down and say, Vanessa, this is not good for you. My friends all sat around and they said, well, you just need to figure it out for yourself. And that was true. But... I would have really appreciated someone sitting me down softly and telling me that this was not the one. And I know that's not logical, right? But post-breakup, I was kind of upset at the people who never told me but felt that way the whole time. They were like, yeah, we knew he was an asshole the whole time and we just like kind of let you figure it out. What? (laughs) Like, why? And 
I know why I, I, at the end of the day, I really was my decision. I really had to figure it out. And that was the best, best way for me. But that brings me back to this whole moral dilemma where I feel conflicted on the subject. And I don't really know how else to put it. And I don't want to ramble on too much more about this because I think it's very situational and everyone has has had their own experience. But I just want to pose the question to you because I know a lot of you listening have been in relationships before and or have seen your friends go through this where they become so encompassed and almost like engulfed in this relationship where they physically are not objective and they cannot see that it's not good for them. I've been there. I've seen people there. And I want to pose this question of why we do that, why we cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel, I guess, like why we cannot enter relationships with standards and values that we hold close to us and that we will not let anyone cross to the point where we have to sit around and like have our friends tell us that this isn't good for us. Like, I just think this is something that's accepted, right? That we can be in shitty relationships for forever and our friends won't tell us because they don't want to like lose us as friends or they don't want to hurt our feelings, right? While I agree with what, Lindsay said and I think all of that I have learned over time and it is it has helped save my energy it just is hard and it's an aspect of human relationships that can be challenging because we cannot see the light when we're in things like that. And I just hope we change that narrative. I hope that we enter relationships with the ability to leave them whenever we want. And we are independent and strong and know that these relationships do not define us and we do not have to stay if they do not fulfill us. And we should be able to know what fulfills us versus what we are settling for. It's time to start freaking having agency. I think that's my point. And I think I'm finally coming to a conclusion with this is that it that has a lot to do with how we are allowed to be treated. And we get defensive of how we're being allowed to be treated. And that's why our friends feel hurt for us. And they want to assist and why we push away. And that whole dynamic ensues. So, Yeah. If you're out there and you're like hearing this and you're like, my friends and my boyfriend, maybe you should think a little bit more about what is up. And if this is something for you that is actually going to be the one and the person and maybe it's your friends that can't be trusted, but maybe it's what you're in. Because I really promise you people do not spend their energy on things that don't matter to them. And if that matters to them, and if they see purpose within it, there is some sort of validity that you might have to look into, not that you have to take for fact. But yeah, that's my two cents. Food for thought on your Thursday or your Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day you're listening to this. Uh, it's only two o'clock and I really want a cocktail. So I might have to go finish up my work day and go do that. But anyways, that's all for me. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you all next time.
Bye.